A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Roman Reigns is the Joker oh, in a massive shock. Oh, that's my job, Square Man. <laughs> hi, hi, hello. Yes, I am the Walrus. He is the Eggman, and this is what went down at AEW All Out 2022. We've just finished our live stream of the event. Now we're going to tell you all the key things that happened on this show because it's an AEW pay per view, and there are a lot of matches on these <laughs> things. We're not going to go in super detail on any play by play or anything like that. We're yeah. just going to give you the key beats. Mm-hmm. Seriously, he's Michael Hamflit. I'm Andy Murray. He's not an Eggman, and I'm not a walrus. But they opened this pay per view, yeah. you know, beyond the zero hour pre show, which we're not going to quite go over here. They did the casino ladder match first, and it was won by the Joker, baby. The Joker, baby. So there was some typical and some atypical stuff in this match. A lot of high spots, as you'd expect, a lot of crazy stunts. Some of them went well, some of them not so much, but you can mm. read about that all later on on whatculture.com. Um, the finish is what's really important here. So the Joker won. The Joker's victory was preceded by a gang of people clad in like uh, all black clothing, hoots the whole lot, wiping every single person in the match out until one final person scales the ladder takes the chip, and then they take off the mask and it's Stokely Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And everyone else reveals themselves. It's Ethan Page. It's all, all the guys, Lee Moriarty, that Stokely has been hoovering up with yep. his business cards lately. Big Cass, W. Morrissey, <laughs> everybody. The Joker comes down. He is dressed similarly, but he's got a spooky-looking mask on at the same <laughs> time, brother. The Joker comes down. Stokely already has the briefcase. Gives it to the Joker, Ding, ding, ding. Justin Roberts announces the winner of the match as the Joker, who teases taking the mask off and then goes, ah, 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 walks to the back. Spoiler alert, more to come from that later on, but that's how the show opened. Atypical and typical at the same time. Wild. Wild indeed, yeah. As you say, more to come on that, and I suppose that's probably the best place to reflect a bit more on that as well. Yes, absolutely. Second up, and again, there will be longer form discussions on this one, if not in this video, because wow, the Elite became the first ever AEW Trios champions with the victory over the Dark Order, of course, represented by John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Hangman Page. John Cena, as I kept calling him. (laughs) This was um, (laughs) Kenny Omega's return to AEW pay-per-view, and Kenny Omega's return to being Kenny Omega in full. We have seen the... Um, the sort of gradual build of his body coming back into full fitness and that was kind of what this match was there set to display as well as of course the long-standing relationship between the elite and all the fragmented parts all coming together for one giant moment there were loads and loads and loads of glorious little details uh, not just in terms of looks and stares and melodrama, but in the choice of moves, the particular moments and the flourishes which reflected all of the history between Paige and Kenny. There were tons of really great moments that teased out the brawl of the two partners coming together. Paige's sort of 
Uh, reunification with the Young Bucks gradually weathering away as the match wore on. The rebuilding, if you will, of a bridge between uh, Hangman Page and the Dark Order, where previously that's been sort of, they've been kept separate, they were brought back together mm. again as best friends, which led into a luxurious finish of Hangman Page luxurious. hitting John Silver with the Buckshot Lariat when Kenny was able to move out the way the Young Bucks were then able to stifle Page and Kenny was able to get the win. Nobody was the out-and-out heel here. It was all about the sort of the drama and the stories between, and of course, between the partners and indeed the partners against one another. But the Elite, I think, as we all saw... Uh, foresaw as being the first ever the inaugural trio of champions this now feels like the thing that Kenny and especially the books are most focused on and this was a great advert for the divisions well I would say editorialising slightly probably the best advert from this entire tournament for the belts mm, actually a, a strong strong effort this and the whole outcome here the finish here just goes to show that friendship is indeed a work after that we have <laughs> Jade Cargill defending the TBS championship against Athena uh, this was fun. Mm. This was so much fun. It ran about five minutes in total, and it was basically a Goldberg match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was bombs. It was fast flowing. It was quick hitting. It was signature move buffet to a degree. It was some interferences from the baddies, as you'd expect. But ultimately, it was Jade Cargill pinning Athena to go 37 and 0 and retain the TBS Championship uh, in around five minutes. There was old faces. There was jaded. The finish was actually a bicycle kick. She she revert jade reversed a springboard, hit her bicycle pump kick, whatever you want to call it, and hit the jaded for the win. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was a really uncomplicated match in terms of its layout, but probably quite complicated in terms of its execution because there was lots of counters and stuff. Uh, for me, one of the best matches of Jade's run so mm, far. Yeah. Athena put in a really good shift, and while short in its runtime, goes to show that not everything needs to be an epic. Jade retains 37-0. I have no idea who's going to stop her, but it wasn't going to be Athena. No, but they made, I think, for about two minutes, they made you feel like she might, and that was kind of all you needed to feel it for as well. Moving on next to kind of a bit of a pleasant surprise. Not particularly an over-delivery, but definitely a pleasant surprise. Um, Excuse my voice, I need my pronunciation. Yeah, it's been a very already. long weekend. Um, yeah, FTR and Wardlow were victorious over Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. This was more nice than good. There was a couple of double-team flourishes from the Guns and FTR, which teased potentially another match down the road, perhaps, yeah. or at least one set of the straps that FTR have got, or indeed moving over to Impact with the Guns to get those belts, and there's more fitted and door stuff later on down the line. But really, this was just about something nice to the baby faces for reasons we would later see. Wardlow gets the win by powerbombing Jay Lethal in a multi- with the, the symphony of power bombs to get the win for the baby faces, but at the start of the match, uh, Sanjay Dutt had put on a T-shirt where he'd referenced the eight-year-old brat. The girl was scribbled out in his T-shirt, of course, referring to Dax's daughter in that incredible heartfelt promo he cut a few weeks ago on Dynamite. And then at the end of, well, at the beginning, uh, Dax brought out his daughter to sort of give them the chivvy them on to victory, but then brought her out at the end of the match to snap Sanjay Dutt's pencil. Uh, all the heels beat him up in front of the daughter. The daughter was on her shoulder. It was all very nice. That really sweet moment. And this match that kind of meant nothing felt like it meant nothing yeah. until the very end when a kind of nice moment occurred. Samoa Joe returned in all of this, by of the way. Uh, TV title slung over his shoulder to, uh, I guess, because we're all just still buzzing over the continued hostilities between Joe and Jay Lethal, continue that feud. But uh, somehow got busted open in the melee. So amongst this nice moment where the daughter's on the show is like, why is there a small Joe bleeding? Nobody knows. But yeah. anyway, a nice moment uh, out of a match that otherwise probably didn't feel like it would have had a place on the card. Yeah, I guess Samoa Joe with that has uh, been hanging around with Mr. Jonathan Moxley <laughs> uh, a bit recently. It seems like a gust of wind would be yeah, Moxley at the moment. But uh, yeah, after that was 
powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Mm. Now, imagine it really took me aback for how short it was. Mm. Again, this was only about five minutes, and uh, yeah, I wonder why that is. I'm interested to hear if this was planned or if maybe someone got hurt. I'm not sure. There was some speculation on Ricky. Obviously, if he's hurt, best wishes to him. We hope he's okay. But five minutes, what we got was quality. Mm. I mean, they they really fought like this was a heated rivalry. They fought with an extra bit of zip and pop in their step. Um, they understood going into this that there was a grudge match and, you know, you're not fanning around with stupid stuff. You're just getting into it. You hate each other. You fight. And they worked in really nice sequences. You could tell from their walk-ups and their tie-ups and their exchanges and the bombs they were dropping on each other that these two have incredible chemistry. Yeah. They had that when they were working together as a tandem. Now they have it as rivals. I'm sure we will get longer matches later down the pipe. Uh, down the pipe is that the right phrase it's good enough down the pipe it's a pipe or a pike ah, who knows? Uh, it's, a, it's a Bobby Pike uh, Bobby Pike there you go um, uh, Pike Milligan yeah <laughs> um, the finish was one of the best spinebusters I frankly I've ever seen yes. um, Ricky ran to hit the ropes looking for the spear mm-hmm. and Hobbs somehow just picked him up spun him around at a million miles an hour and killed him with a spinebuster got yeah. the pin um, Fightful noted earlier today that the Hobbs is in line for a big AEW push. They didn't know if that was going to factor into this result, but maybe after this it does. Either way, I imagine that this was just the first short chapter mm. in a longer in-ring story here. It doesn't hurt sometimes to have a heel ground a guy into dust, even if it is a start. This is a better day from yeah. We'll see how, we'll see how long it develops because it was a shock. It did feel abrupt. Yeah. Um, what was less of a shock and didn't feel abrupt, but was very possibly. The uh, match of the night, I think, from certainly an emotional reaction, yeah. an emotional response. Wrestling's meant to make you feel stuff, and this made us feel wow. stuff. Wow. The match that I think unanimously was seen as just the one thing that would represent that kind of familiar middle-of-the-card sag on a long AW show did not occur. It couldn't have been more the opposite. The acclaimed challenging Swerve in our glory for, our, for the uh, AW Tag Team titles from the off everybody loves the acclaim, not least when they're making Lizzo jokes and the rap for the match and nobody's able to compose themselves. Listen, the match got off to the start, you would have expected the very experienced tag team champions over the sort of overzealous and over-exuberant babyfaces until Anthony Bones slipped from the top rope and appeared to tweak his knee. The babyface, babyface veneer slipped through the medium of Swerve, who was in no mood to be a nice guy anymore. He just targeted the knee viciously. It was incredible. He did it with a growl and he did it with a snarl. He was clearly embracing his dark side. Keith Lee seemed to at first question whether or not he should be quite so violent, but this is an NXT. He didn't stare at his hands. He stared at that goddamn knee and he targeted it. The two of them were working Anthony Bones and working Anthony Bones. And Anthony Bones was selling Bret Hart level knee selling from Bowens. Billy Gunn crying to get his adopted son back in the ring. Caster gets the hot tag. A multitude of incredible false finishes. Chicago going up and down and up and down, undulating wildly for the acclaim to get a title win three or four proper out your chair teasers for the acclaim to get the win everybody's rooting one false finish feels like another false finish because this time they're going to get it done and this time they're going to get it done but they don't unfortunately Max Caster is dominated by Lee leaving him isolated and unable to help Anthony Bones as the two men rather cruelly put him away really cruel Keith Lee wants to scissor Billy Gunn after the match to sort of suggest that it's all cool now, yeah? It's a but match, yeah. Swerve is less keen on that either. And to be honest, they'll be in the lead on him, suggest that Swerve in our glory might be best served just becoming nastier all round yeah. anyway. What a star-making night for the acclaimed. It's an AW thing to sometimes maybe actually like pump the brakes when an axe gets this point. Go, go, go with the acclaimed because this felt like a special one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the follow-up is always what's most important, but this was pulsating in both terms of action and character dynamics with the switching heel stuff that the Swerve in Our Glory were doing. 
Swerve did not like Keith Lee going for the scissoring no. whatsoever. So there's interesting stuff to come from all of these gentlemen who worked their asses off and in my eye had the best match on the show yeah. as well. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, up next was the Interim Women's World Championship. There's loads of words in AEW's title <laughs> names. Uh, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, and fu- the, the, not Thunder Rosa, Hikaru Shida. Thunder Rosa's injured. She can't compete. That's why there's an Interim Championship in the first place. She is spaver. Uh, <laughs> the match you expect from, from this combination of people, they kill each other. Mm. They drop bombs. Word to your moms. It's... it's, it's something else what they the level of intensity that they've brought to this division recently over the past few months is really to be commended mm-hmm. um and this was interesting as well i'll just skip to the finish because it was comfortably the key talking point here jamie hater had this match won she uh hit a ripcord lariat on tony storm and it looked like she was going to score the pinfall one two who pulls the referee out of the ring Britt baker while tony storm i think she kicked out at roughly the same time but that's what happened. Baker's on the outside. It's like, yeah, Jamie, you're my mate, but come on. Yeah, I can't let you win. Mm-hmm. I can't let you win. Hater's flipping out a bit. She's like, what the hell are you doing? It's the first real sign of proper big time tension between these two. They did tease some a little bit towards the end of last year, but this was big time, of course. Uh, this allowed Storm to hit the Storm Zero on Hater. The pile driver is such a snapping awesome oh, move. Wicked. Spiked her. Brick comes back in the ring, pulls Tony away, gets her the hell out of there. Pins her own ally, Jamie Hater, wins the belt. Does she? Did she no, win no. the belt? Tony no? Storm wins it in the end. Uh, the Tony kick, Storm won yeah, it the in kick the belt. Was yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Brighton. sorry, sorry. I've got myself. I'm delirious here. I'm absolutely <laughs> delirious. I did watch this show. You can see it on the stream. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Sorry. Uh, it was a DDT, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. She wiped Britt out with a DDT and then she pinned hit. I've got it the wrong way around. Yeah, she pinned I got it the wrong way around. I apologize, my very good friends. But yeah, this was fun. Uh, Tony, I think a lot of us would have predicted her to book it uh, to win this. Uh, you know, she was the 
reported winner before Van der Rosa's injury, and here we go. I think we both kind of acknowledged watching live that it was nice for the 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 heels of finally miscommunicated being the finish rather than happening mid match yeah. in that kind of fake pro wrestling way. And as you say, like we've been kind of like lingering on this tension for a while. It was nice to see it realised. Um, I'm going to talk longer than the bell time of the next match. It was Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. We had a video package to remind us it was happening. And when I say remind, I mean, oh yeah, we've got this to get through. Only we didn't. Um, Jungle Boy comes out, announced as Jungle Jack Perry. I should point out Christian Cage came out first and was again George Jack in with the Jungle family, the Perrys, who slapped him across the face. So he was already selling yet more aggro with the family. So he's stood in the ring waiting. He's got his arm in some great big thing. And uh, Jungle Boy comes out, is announced to Jungle Boy Jack Perry, goes to the tunnel to await for Luchasaurus, who comes out of the heel tunnel and attacks him from behind. A vicious powerbomb on the great drags him down to the floor. Powerbomb, I think he attacks him against the rail, drags him down to the uh, announce table, sorry, the uh, the timekeeper's table, powerbombs him through that, rolls him in the ring for Christian, he's chopped liver. He does kick out of a spear, but then he's finished by the kill switch. It's only something like 20 seconds. Christian and Jungle Boy, uh, Christian and Luchasaurus are incredibly happy with their work. And indeed, the fix was in all along. Luchasaurus was chasing Christian through the stands, but never laying a hand on him. And now we see why the dinosaur was with his new master all along. Luchasaurus becoming the big show of AEW. <laughs> indeed, yeah. Turning and turning and turning, but I guess it plays into this Big show and Kane all at once. Hey! He's both worst characters. He is. He is. <laughs> Uh, but the two best actually <laughs> uh, after that we had uh, a total polar opposite of what we've just discussed mm. uh, Danielson and Chris Jericho for mm. me maybe didn't live up to the billing like it had this would no. have been a lot of people's most anticipated match um, yeah I don't know man it didn't seem like they had the best chemistry in the world but uh, you know the match was won by Chris Jericho uh, Daniel and Daniel Dossi of course was watching on I don't know why he just did that voice that's very strange from the back but the way this match played out it looked like again Danielson was in control he was going to prove himself the best wrestler he was going to prove himself the dragon American dragon better than the lion heart however while the officials view was completely obscured Chris Jericho that bum of a man hit a low blow and from there he was able to cover for the pinfall a bastardly dastardly win while Daniel Garcia washed on from the back Mm -hmm. leading to some further stuff from them a bit later in the show Uh, Garcia's obviously been critical to this storyline uh, now he's you know I'll just cover that short segment that happened mm-hmm. later in the show now seeing as we're they don't need to dedicate a whole thing to it uh, Jericho backstage was like hey when you face Wheeler Utah for the pure title next week you're not going to have our help you, where were you Danny where, where were you man where were you man didn't come out all of that stuff so that storyline continues Danielson loses Jericho wins uh, dickhead heel finish there you go yeah, I shouldn't feel like I had too much on it. And I would say, to an extent, the same for the next one as well. Another sort of fairly anticipated, highly anticipated trios match. I guess we had the, uh, the House of Black um, taking on that kind of like random team of Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting. But Miro's had this long simmering feud with Malachi Black and the House of Black and God, basically, and everybody. Um, so we had much of what you'd expect in terms of Darby Allen, as usual, willing to kill himself for the cause, and lots of like spectacular offense from your buddy Matthews and the big power stuff from Brody King. Um, but I will say, if there was ever a section of this show that had that, uh, like, kind of AW cool-down period, oddly, it was these two penultimate matches. Yeah. High-profile things, but maybe people perhaps 
feeling tired and saving themselves Punk Moxley. I don't know. But Darby Allen's bits were definitely the flashpoints, as they typically are, to be fair to him. And just a couple of other high points. Miro and Malachi Black stuff was felt like largely scaled back within the body of a match in a main most unexpected, especially down to the finish. It wasn't Miro involved, but Sting. Uh, Malachi Black lined up for what appeared to be a version of his Black Mass with sort of an extra spin, extra sauce on top. And spin, uh, Sting had uh, Black Texas juice. All of his own. He's so late. Uh, yeah, he hit, uh, he hit Malachi Black with his own black mist. Uh, as Malachi Black was selling the baby faces, got the win. Um, there was speculation online after the fact that, like, could this be Malachi Black's farewell? That story is obviously going to run and run until we're yeah. all told otherwise, I suppose. It's interesting that he took the fall. Yeah, sure. Well, this yeah. is, you know, the leader of his group. You know, there was a sort of, as we were doing the live stream with an hour sort of comment section, as kind of like rolling contention, tumbling contention, you may say, about House of Black continuing not really to pick up the wins. This might have more to it after the fact but in terms of from a narrative point of view it just didn't really hit upon a lot of the heavy points that kind of set it up to begin with good action though very very solid trios action if nothing else yeah not quite as uh, high as some of those really tremendous no. has black matches this year but from there we go on to the main event this Ooh. was uh wow this was something else it was um what probably the most traditionally styled match on the show perhaps in terms of the face heel dynamic it was CM Punk fighting for Chicago and Ace Steel and his dog Larry and, <laughs> and well maybe not Cole Cabana but the rest of uh, Chicago certainly and uh, yeah really interesting the way the crowd dynamics were played with this one because early on it sounded a bit 50-50 mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people into this folk hero John Moxley who's been so awesome for AEW and wrestling in general and of course CM Punk's in Chicago so he's kind of a more yeah. Um, but the, the, they totally separated that as the match went on uh, Punk got busted open really early Moxley attacked the wound he bit him and stuff that's what he does man he attacked it and the crowd swayed all the way over to CM Punk's side by the end they played a little bit of hot potato with the world title here baby yeah. and you know what I'm into it because it's different um, it's not something they've done with before it's not something they've spammed so it kind of works here what I'm saying is CM Punk is the AEW world champion again so here now Finally, his reign can begin in earnest. It was mm. a second go to sleep uh, that ended up putting Moxley away towards the end. And after that, it, who came out but the Joker, the baby. Joker baby? And this was set up in a really novel way. It yeah. was uh, it's MGF, guys, right? It's MGF. Um, it, the big reveal came, and they did this really cool. The lights went out, mm-hmm. and we were sitting there going, "It's the fiend." It wasn't the fiend. I'm glad it wasn't the fiend in this situation. They played a voicemail that Tony Khan had left for Mr. MJF saying, I know you don't like to care about the fans and all this stuff, blah, 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 but we need you back. I'll pay you beep amount. Show up at All Out. Do this, do this. I'll put you in the casino ladder match. A really interesting way of doing Mm. things. You know, we, we saw a video... The Joker is standing there with a mask, takes it off, puts a scarf around their neck. You know who it is, even though you can't see the face at this point. And then, bop. Maxwell Jacob Friedman comes out. It's him. You know it's him. He's got the world title shot. He's at the top. He's signaling, doing the classic, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get that belt from you, PG Punk. And that appears to set that up. So we got the big MGF return. We got CM Punk winning the title in his hometown. There we go. That was all out. A really well-paced pay-per-view this time around, I think. Um... Goes to show that I think, like, look, when you judge the length of shows, looking at a number isn't the real way to do it. It's how does it all put together? How does it flow? 
does it feel too long? Sometimes a two-hour show feels too, feels too long. Yeah. And a four-hour main card like this can kind of fly by. So, hey, here we go. I had a good time tonight, man. I am knackered, well, as you can tell, by <laughs> forgetting the result of one of the matches from a thing that I just watched yeah, on You're our allowed. stream. But, yeah, there we go, man. Good show. Yeah, good one. Well, definitely, I think pacing is more key than it is length. And yeah. this one felt like, you said it, like lessons were learned. It felt yeah. tonight. Never going to nail it. I don't think with that many matches, something will typically always suffer. But the big surprise is what the thing people are going to leave talking about, the big match that's probably going to come up between these two. They've done, if nothing else, immediately got people on the hook for the week to come. Exactly. And that's all we need after such a long show. Exactly. And thank you for joining us tonight. Thank like, you. share, subscribe, rate, comment, all of that. I'm pretty sure I just said all the same things. Follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for, hey, I've got to like really awkwardly go over there and press the stop button, so can you just be entertaining? And uh, I will do that. I've never been entertained in my life, and I'm not about <laughs> to start now. But yes, to echo the other stuff we've said, uh, there's going to be lots more all-out coverage coming throughout the week, as well as post-Clash at the Castle stuff. Wrestling never stops, and neither will we, but we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.